Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Kate. QL Network, Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you. And Matt Moore. Matt's going to join us in just a second. Love having Matt Moore on the show. But I want to remind our live audience, uh, we still got a couple games to hit week 15 in the National Football League uh, to finish up our handicap. We got Sunday Night Football with the Jaguars and the Ravens in Duval, and then Monday Night Football with the Eagles and the Seahawks and the good old... Pacific Northwest. We also got to give you all our bets for tonight in the National Hockey League, like loaded slate in the NHL. I think I've got mm, four bets tonight in the NHL, at least, maybe another one. We'll see. Ken will give us his bets in the NHL, and we'll give you our side total and prop bets for the night in the association. Perhaps the games we bet for Week 15 in the NFL as well, uh, depending on time, quite honestly. And if not, we'll do it tomorrow. And if not tomorrow, then we won't. Sorry. But joining us right now, we'll make it up to you right now by bringing on a great guest to kick off things, uh, the fun and frivolity and the power hour on a Tuesday. And to do that, we welcome in the great Matt Moore from the Action Network. Uh, all of Matt's written work uh, about the NBA, betting on the NBA can be found, actionnetwork.com. We also encourage people to check out Matt's sensational NBA betting podcast, which you can find on like a daily basis, Buckets. Please search it wherever you find your podcasts and follow Matt on Twitter at HP Basketball. And because Matt is such a good friend of ours, I won't bring up Patrick Mahomes crying after the Chiefs lost to the Bills this past Sunday. Matt, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. It's always great to have you on You Better You Bet. Hey, glad to be on with you guys. Uh, could, could have done without that, Costas. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not upset. It's fine. They've won two of the last four Super Bowls. Better hope none of the receivers figure out how to catch in three weeks. Just better hope that. Better hope none of them figure out how to do that. If they figure out how to catch a ball, look out. <laughs> if those receivers figure out how to, you know, receive, then uh, then the rest of the league's really in trouble. They, they, they I mean, might win anyway. Even if these guys yeah. can't catch, they still might win with that defense. They have the best player. I don't dislike Mahomes at all. I think he's the best. Just like, hey, man, like, I don't know. Have a little self-awareness, guy. Just just a little yeah. bit. Just a little bit. Just the like greatest player right? on the planet. You're saying you don't dislike him at all. For that, I, for that, I dislike him a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Matt, we uh, we haven't had you on since the in-season tournament ended. And it was awesome. I know, like, a couple people kind of wrote some posts trying to be like, well, the ratings weren't that good and, you know, whatever. Like, But, like, it was awesome. <laughs> so, it was so much. Just as a fan, honestly, like, I didn't have a bet on the final. Um, I had, like, some, some small bets and stuff just for some action. It was just really, really, really fun. Obviously, the Lakers beat the Pacers in the uh, the in-season tournament championship. They will raise a banner, uh, the crypto, to, to honor this accomplishment. Whatever they won, put up whatever you want. Uh, is there anything that happened in the in-season tournament that you think has like some broader applications to teams winning the title, making the playoffs, winning awards at the end of the year? Like this could be Pacers and Lakers make it, Celtics don't. Like there's a lot of stuff in the in-season tournament that kind of feels like how the playoffs usually feel. What did you make of it? 
Yeah, so I, you know, I came away from the tournament. It was a great environment, honestly. Vegas really is a good place to host it. They got to figure out timing of things, but it was a really cool environment. The NBA did a lot to make it feel like a big event. Um, I came away more bullish on the Lakers because at least here, here's kind of the way to think about it. You have proof of concept, right? Like you had the Western Conference Finals last year, but that was last year's team. And this one's mostly the same, but slightly different. And what you have is you kind of have proof of concept, which is the physicality that they bring on defense, LeBron playing the way that he is, what Davis is capable of, at least versus smaller lineups. And he'll face some of those probably in the playoffs. And then a little bit better shooting. Like you have proof of concept that they can raise themselves to a level to where they're probably, I think, undervalued a little bit in the market. Like, the market's been very fascinating on them because there's always going to be a little bit of a bump because it's the Lakers and they're so popular. But the books, by and large, have kind of been, like, pretty skeptical of them, which is like, look, you weren't great last year until you made a trade, and then it was March. And so then you had, like, a wild run through the Western Conference as a play-in team. So they've been a little bit, I think, behind. So I actually did put a little bit in on Lakers to win the title, just as like, a, all right, I want to go ahead and add this to my portfolio of teams that I've got here. I also love Anthony Davis, DPOY right now. I think that if Davis, look, Davis, the question's always going to be health, but there are health questions, I think, with everybody that's in the conversation, including Bam Adebayo, who's without a time return. So I think there's probably value on Anthony Davis there. The other one is, I cannot stress to you how much the Bucks stand out as giant red flags, warning signs. They're going to have this good record. You're going to look at them on paper and be like, I don't know. They seem really great. The coaching stuff is a real problem. And you had the report after the game about Bobby Portis from Chris Haynes talking to the coach and basically challenging him. This is the third time, third report that we have in a month and a half of the players basically trying to correct stuff that Adrian Griffin is doing. You cannot bet on the Bucks right now, given where the coaching situation is at. Those, to me, are like the big takeaways. Outside of maybe you want to get in on, on Pacers to make the playoffs. That number is, keeps plummeting. We got a much better number a couple of weeks ago. I think the Pacers are going to make the playoffs. They're not going anywhere once they get there, but they'll be a fun team. Those are my big takeaways, I think, from the in-season tournament. And the Bucks, I like, did get a win last night over Chicago, but any of the Bulls send that game to Barely. overtime. Like, and like yeah. we talked about it yesterday, and like, with, thankfully, we didn't end up betting Milwaukee in the game. I bet Bulls team total under, which which lost because you know the Bucks are terrible defensively. Like, can't lay this price with Milwaukee, and then like they almost lose the game after all the talk after the semifinal loss on Thursday to the Pacers. Like, obviously, still a great team, but uh, got some questions right now about Milwaukee. All right, so just like my train of thought. Uh, Ken asks you about the Lakers, right? In the just the oh, in season tournament thoughts, and the Lakers win the in season tournament. In my head, okay, so I go, okay, the team that they beat in the final is the Pacers, and the first thing that pops into my head, and I got to ask you about it, uh, is the Detroit Pistons, because last night try and catch the falling knife, and as a result, uh, I, I have stitches now, and I right. and maybe almost lost They're my bad. hand last night. Like uh, ghost the show, yeah. Right. So like they they've lost twenty straight games. They don't cover 20. again 20 to two zero. And also that's and then you take that number and you times it by eight, and that's how much Monty Williams is making per game to coach to coach in millions for the Pistons. But in all seriousness, they've they've actually lost 20 straight. And tomorrow on Wednesday, they host the Sixers and are currently like a double-digit home dog in the game. And the Sixers just beat the Wizards by a, a thousand points last night. Uh like uh, are, are we like fading the Pistons into oblivion? At some point, do you want to like try and catch this falling knife again? Like, what are we doing with this team that looks like right now one of the worst teams in the history of the NBA? And that is not hyperbole at this point in the season, right? Could turn around right now, one of the worst teams we've ever seen. 
I was working on a column when the lines for tomorrow popped and with the Sixers as an 11 point favorite. And I checked my numbers and immediately bet Sixers. So I'm betting on them going and losing again tomorrow. My strategy, I think when you, you talk about these teams that are on these kinds of streaks or these kinds of stretches, and maybe not this bad, but just in general, is don't don't try and catch the falling knife. Don't try and bank on the regression. Don't try, try and bank on the, well, they got to win sometime. Let them win first. And then once they're past that, they're past that mental hurdle, maybe then you can start to readdress and, and find some opportunities for them. Because like, quite honestly, there's just so inept. There's nothing they do well. Like you can't identify anything there are little blips and signs like they're better with bogdanovich bogdanovich back like bogdanovich ivy Cade, those lineups are going to be closer to winning their minutes than any other lineup that they're going to get to and it still hasn't been enough because they do have to play the other guys they have injuries on top of it with guys like duran there's not like an opportunity i don't think to find like ooh, this is a really good spot until the market just drastically overcorrects. and it's not like you're gonna see like a, a huge hit in any sort of nba regular season game in december where this this line's gonna get bet so high you can come back in on the other side that's not gonna happen so i i just think that they're a team to avoid unless you find opportunities like i did with look the sixers take care of business versus these teams that's what they do and B will have a monster game. They'll probably cruise. Yes, it's possible that the Pistons can can pull off a miracle upset here. But if you're just asking, like, look, no, there's no, like, rational, eventually. If you ask me over the course of a season, will they be better at some point this season than they are now? Yes, they will be better at some point. But they are definitely not now. Wait for them to get through what genuinely looks like a very Shawshank Redemption escape that they are trapped in right now before you even <laughs> think about betting them. That's five football fields of terrible losses for the uh, for the Detroit. But just to like really emphasize this, the Sixers are because I don't know if we said this. They're twelve on the road. They're twelve on the yeah. road. That's like a that's like an April tankathon game. That's like that's kind of point yeah. spread. Like you never see that stuff. And to Matt's point that they'll be playing better at some point, I would just remind people like think of how you felt about the San Jose Sharks in hockey through the first twenty games of the season. Like lost ten nothing in a game. Couldn't like are they ever going to win? They win all the time. They might not even be the worst team in the league at the end of the year. The Blackhawks might be the worst team in the league. We like, might bet them tonight. We'll though. see. Hey, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, they score a lot more goals, at least, than they used to. Uh, Matt, in like a minute here, because I, I want to obviously games tonight and, you know, we have a lot of interesting matchups, but just like a minute. I think we're expecting the first Tim Bontemps straw poll for MVP to come out maybe this week. I think I heard Friday, maybe if not then soon after that. It's probably going to have Nikola Jokic in the lead, maybe by a large margin. Is there anything to do with that market right now, which obviously got really crazy last year in about a minute? Yeah. Uh, look, I, I do think it's worth looking at the other guys and your guy that you have any, and you, you got last year. Uh, I think Embiid is got a lot of value right this now. Year again too. Damn. Yeah. Basketball reference um, has him number one. There's uh, JJ Reddick's got a, a clip that's going a little bit viral where he's talking about how Embiid is playing as well as Jokic and no one's talking about it. And whenever you have those kind of outlets talking about how no one's talking about it, people will start talking about it. Um, I will also tell you that it, with the, odds of both Embiid and, and Jokic maybe missing time because they're going to be careful for the playoffs. I think Shea still has incredible value. Like Shea's not even third. And that's absurd. Shea Gildas Alexander is in the top tier with the top two guys 
no question about it. Like the best value on the board right now is Shea Gillis Alexander. If you're like, well, how does he win? The answer is Jokic doesn't play 65 games and B doesn't play 65 games. If those two guys were not eligible, this would be Shea Gillis Alexander with a bullet if we voted right now. It's got to be Shea. Those, but I think there's value on Embiid and Shea and no one else at this point in time. A couple more minutes here with Matt Moore from the Action Network with Nick and Ken here on a terrific basketball Tuesday. Matt on Twitter at HP Basketball. Matt, maybe we'll have some time left over after this answer for something else, but want to make sure we give you enough runway to roll through all your bets for tonight. Side total and props for a pretty loaded uh, Tuesday night slate in the association. Uh, what have you got for us here? And if there's time left over again, we could definitely hit you with something else. Tough slate with all the back-to-backs. That's my only kind of reservation on tonight's slate is like it's you're gonna they're paying the price for the in-season tournament. Everybody got two Sundays off and now they gotta pay the Piper. Um I do love the Bulls tonight plus seven and a half. This opened eight and a half and I grabbed it there. Um this is a great spot. I think Jamal Murray is probably gonna try and play, but may not be able to. He suffered a pretty bad ankle sprain last night, and I would not be surprised if they just held him out. Aaron Gordon's probably gonna play. Jokic is definitely gonna play with the amount of Serbian fans in Chicago. Uh, but the Bulls have been sneaky. I know the Bulls went to OT last night. I get that. But look, the, they're playing a bunch of young guys. It's Kobe White and dudes. And I, I think that at home, if I'm going to get a back-to-back team, I want a back-to-back team at home as a big dog. And that's what we get here with the Bulls. Uh, the Nuggets are not good on the road. In particular, their bench is not good on the road. The bench played well last night. The bench almost never strings together consecutive good nights of basketball. So this is too many points to lay. I'll go ahead and I'll grab the – I would still like it at seven and a half on the Chicago Bulls in this spot. I've got this down at four, given a Bulls home court advantage. The other one I like tonight, um, liked it better, obviously, with Kevin Durant was going to play, but I, I grabbed over in Warrior Suns tonight, uh, 231 and a half. I do think has some value here. Look, without Kevin Durant this season, um, they've gone under, but uh, those games have featured no Devin Booker at times. And so with Booker being available, I think that does change kind of the equation here. They have enough firepower. Warriors defense on the road continues to be a real question mark. And like this is a lot of it. I just got done watching Warriors Clippers from last week the Warriors three-point defense is undisciplined right now and that's Clay Thompson trying to chase dudes off of screens and it's rotations from guys like Draymond Green and the young guys like Moses Moody I I genuinely think that there's a good chance that for the Suns to put up a pretty good number here even though they don't shoot that many threes the Suns offense is always efficient so I'll take the over here at 231 and a half along with Bulls plus seven and a half those are my two best bets on the night Matt, just like 15, 30 seconds here. Two games tonight, Warriors, Suns, and Kings Clippers feature Pacific teams. The Lakers are at Dallas. Suns still a pretty big favorite to win that division. 30 seconds here. Who actually wins the Pacific? I like the Clippers. I'm with you, man, and we're just going to, like, I'm just embrace pain. That's my logo for, that's my slogan for, for Pacific division betting is embrace pain. Clippers have the sixth best net rating for any five-man lineup in the league with the starters with uh, Harden on and Westbrook off. It works. They're getting great minutes from Daniel Tice off the bench. This team really is a lot better. When you dig under the hood on some of their stuff and you watch them, you're like, this team's really good. I like the Clippers to win the division. You're getting them at a really absurd number. I trust them to stay healthier, at least in terms of number of stars available, et cetera. I like the Clippers to win the Pacific Division at a pretty good number right now. Will the Chiefs win by 10 or more on Sunday on the road in New England? No. No, they won't because their receivers are going to drop another five passes and Kelsey will turn it over and there'll be some weird call. And no, just you better hope things don't turn around by the time January rolls around. Like how you say that, like I'm like betting against the Chiefs or something. Like I think they're awesome. They could win the yeah. Super Bowl Everyone's again. It's certainly possible. They're in my no bucket. one believes the two-time yeah. champs, Nick.
that, that listen, you're and also and Mahomes sucks and Reed can't win the big game, et cetera, et cetera. On Twitter at HP Basketball Buckets Podcast Action Network.com. Matt, we appreciate it. Uh, good luck with the bets, and we look forward to catching up with you again soon. On the other side, Ken and I finish our handicap week 15 in the NFL. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by Bet MGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the Bet QL Network. Bring it up, Jake. NBA best of the best. I agree with what Matt said, by the way, just as an aside, and we'll get back to the, uh, we'll finish our NFL handicap in a second when like a lot of back-to-backs tonight. Not an easy slate to handicap tonight, Ken, in no. the, uh, the old National Basketball Association. Star injuries too. Luke is going to play, but playing with, uh, you know, second night of a back-to-back. They won last night in Memphis. Uh, they put on their blue suede shoes. They boarded the plane. Now they boarded a different plane. And uh, so he's playing, but like Kyrie in a walking boot without a timetable. Matt mentioned Bam Adebayo has no timetable for return. Uh, Kevin Durant's not going to play tonight. I feel like there's one other star player injury that I'm missing. But like you get the idea um, just that uh, Jamal Murray, like what his status is going to be tonight. How effective is he going to be? Yeah, only five games. I feel like we just covered every single game of that. <laughs> the only healthy team seems to be the Celtics, who are expected to absolutely railroad the Cavs tonight, uh, who lost to Orlando in like a really like a bad effort. No Mobley, they didn't play very well. And, no uh, Mobley I think the expectation tonight either. Is, I think the expectation is, look, Celtics have this, a ton of – this is a huge rest advantage situation for the Celtics, obviously. Cavs played last night. Celtics haven't played since they lost in the in-season tournament. Um, crazy, crazy stuff. So, yeah. like uh, And Porzingis back. And Porzingis back, which is like a, so a, sort of an expected big number. I, I thought it was interesting he gravitated toward the Bulls. It is an interesting number, right? Like you don't – I think we all see how the Nuggets have played on the road. I, I bet them against Atlanta, and like they ended up wanting to kind of get off the schneid a little bit. But like you, you do see that number, and you just go like, hmm, like man, like a big – that's a, like a two-possession plus number on the road with with any team uh, is a lot. One one thing Matt said too, by the way – I will do NFL in a second um, – I, I, I do think that we'll get the first MVP straw poll here pretty soon. I think Jokic is going to be ahead by a lot just because it'll be a reflection of all the games we've seen so far, not just like the the, the two clunkers that he had in the last week. Um, but I do think I agree with J.J. Redick as sort of like, you know, like has a, this huge following. And when, when he talks, people tend to kind of go along with what he says. I agree with him. And like I've, I've noticed the same thing because I've been betting it a lot. I think there's like a very, very, very real chance that Embiid's going to win his second consecutive most valuable player award. And it's not, this is sort of like Dak where like, I, I think I, I rewatched the Dak clip where I said, I bet him to an MVP and I go like, I don't think he's that good, but they're going to win these games and his price is going to go down. This is kind of the same thing. I would just invite you. If, if you think I'm nuts and you think Jokic is way ahead, first of all, you're wrong. Uh, in all of the advanced metrics categories, it's incredibly close between him, Embiid, and SGA for everything. Like there, There's nothing in which he's far ahead at all right now. Uh, and all three of those teams are really good record-wise. Look at, but here's the DAC part of it. 
look at the Sixers schedule for the next 30 games, not even like the next week, like the next third, keeping in mind, they already played Washington twice in the last week. Look at the next 30. Like they're going like 25 and five, like they're going to win all these games. And like, what? so then ask again, don't think about what happened. Think about what's going to happen. Ask yourself, like, is he ever six to one, seven to one ever again after that stretch? Their one kind of nemesis has been, excuse me, they have a lot of trouble beating the Celtics. They played them three times already. They don't, they play the Celtics once the rest of the whole season. And it's not for like three months. Like they're good. They're good here. (laughs) Like it's a, it's a lot of Toronto and a lot of Brooklyn and a lot of Detroit and a lot of those teams. They're going to rack up a ton of wins here. And when they do that, ask yourself how people will feel about his candidacy. So I know Matt said he liked MB too. I totally agree. Been betting it a lot um, with the idea that if I have to come back in and scoop Jokic at the end at the same price, I will, but maybe I don't have to, maybe Embiid actually ends up ahead. And maybe at some point the Sixers will swing that trade for like a third player that was bandied about like basically the day oh, they traded James Harden please, to the Clippers. Please Caruso, please Caruso would be awesome. I think they win the title uh, if they get Caruso. Uh, Caruso ruled out for tonight's game, by the way, that came down a couple of minutes ago for Wait, your Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Uh, I kind of just last thing and they'll get to the NFL. Um, Maybe it's because sides and props, sides and totals rather in the NBA have like not been my bag so far this year. Oh, it's been a bag, all right. It's been like a barf bag for the most part. <laughs> right, the, I, ba- the bag that you I, step on on your front porch because it's on fire. That kind of bag. Yeah, it's, a- it's poop again. I uh, I kind of just want to like bet NBA props for a while, which kind of kills the purpose of best of the best because like we give a you side and total and a prop. I just, I'm telling you. Do you, you want to change best this- of the best? Do you want to like no. do it? You can still play the imaging. Do you want to do, do you want to talk about different stuff during the segment? I, I I don't know. Just like, and it's probably a fu- look, candidly. I think it's probably a function that I've gotten unlucky with something like the Pistons last night. Like maybe I feel better about it if the Pistons. Can you imagine that game one. happening? By the way, I followed the whole thing. Yeah, it was a stupid game. Yeah, really dumb. <laughs> what, a, From, what a dumb. I think now, that was. I think that was an incredible bet. I think Pacers seven and a half, where uh, Pistons seven and a half, Pacers seven and a half would have been an incredible bet because you'd have more money. I, I, I think Pistons seven and a half was like better than a lot of winning bets that I've had in the last week. I think that was a great bet. I I I feel like I wished it because I bet it, which is obviously not no, true. But like that's kind of not true at all. But like no. I I'm just saying like I look at the NFL board and it makes sense to me. I look at the NHL board. And it makes a lot of sense to me. doesn't mean I'm going to win the bets that I play. It's just like I look at it and I see things and I'm like, okay. I look at the NBA board and it's like hieroglyphics. Like, it's like Sanskrit. I don't even know what I'm looking at. <laughs> Tonight, the Dallas Mavericks take on Ra the Sun God. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I'll take Ra, by the way, if, if right. that's going to be the case. Be Anthony uh, Davis. I, yeah. I, 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 feel like, I feel like I might. Well, let's see how tonight goes. Like, I, I got to tell you, like, I don't really love anything tonight. Like, so I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But like, oh, props, the NBA? I feel like I got to handle anything? This is a This is a rough NBA night. Like, this is. Maybe I should bet every game. Maybe tonight's the night I, like, bust out and have, like, a great night. I don't know well, what just, I'm doing. Maybe it's, like, flip well, like, some coins. At, and, like, whatever. We'll do football in five seconds. Like, whatever. Uh, just, but Lakers, Mavs, like. You, there's such a big part of me that wants to just be very contrarian in the game. Like, I wanted to play the teams off the in-season tournament final. It went so fun last night playing against the Pacers, uh, who, to be fair, like, trailed early in the game, like, didn't play particularly well and uh, allowed a ton of points Is to that, a team. Yeah, that, it's the Pistons. It's the Pistons. Right. 
but but I think the, I think the thing that did happen in that game, like you did not, that was a bad Pacers game. Like they did not play well in that game. The Pistons are just so bad. We probably shouldn't have bet them because they're that and bad. And you had a 99th the, percentile Matherin game. He hasn't given you that all year in order to get yeah, you over true. the top there to cover but the spread. But I, I think you I think you didn't get a great Pacers game. So I at least feel like I I kind of like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Off the in-season tournament, what kind of an Indiana game? But like, are they going to put away it? Also, they're, they're the Vikings. The way, the way Indiana plays defense, you think they put away anybody ever? Like that's that's also with the, we do this with the NFL. This is what I mean. We like we should maybe think about when we do the NBA. Like after football, regular season football's over, we get all this space. You know, we playoff games. Like hey, Thursday, let's do the NBA. Maybe we do like a whole segment. And we try to think about some of these NBA games, not like as in-depth as the NFL, because I think like you definitely care more about the NFL. There are times I care more about the NFL, but like the types of uh, like handicapping techniques we use, right? So we the Giants-Saints game, like th- some of the, the tools that you're using in that game, like coaching, like, oh, like this, and it not even just like who's the better coach, because it's not like you would do that in the NBA, but like teams have profiles, right? We don't want to lay Derek Carr with a big number. Like, I don't ever want to do that. And and like sometimes you're going to get games where that kind of has to be the point spread because of the rating difference between the teams. You want to bet certain teams in certain situations. I think we need more of that with our end. Maybe that's why it looks so funny to you because we don't have any of that. Like, I don't think about the teams that way very often because I'm th- well, I was thinking about the Pacers last the night. We've done well, that I, in the past. Like though, three years ago, I did it. And I had like, because remember what our remember? Do you remember what one of our team thing was? We had a really famous. It was one. a bet. Was it was Wizards as big wizards. dogs? Yeah, wizard. The Wizards the year, play they, they to were the, the level. Eight seed with Russell Westbrook. They play to the level of all the teams they play against. So if the Wizards play the best team in the league, they will be within one possession. If they play the worst team in the league, they will be within one possession. Probably be a high scoring game too. Like we don't. I don't think about the teams at all like that. And probably it's like the season just started, and we had the end season tournament. But like once in the next couple of weeks. Maybe we start to get a little more of that. I think it'll make it like, it'll make it easier for you not to necessarily win bets, just to make decisions. Where like part of the reason you look at the NFL board and you and you it just makes sense to you. This is like Goodwill Hunting or something. I looked at the keys and it just made sense. You look at the games, it just makes sense. I, part of that is that this type of stuff that I'm talking about, like these situational kind of uh, uh, handicapping techniques where it's, okay, like this team at this price is usually a play on, or this coach at this price is usually a play on, uh, kind of the part of the season we're in. Maybe we do a little bit of that for the NBA, because the Pacers are a team like that. Like I wouldn't lay the Pacers at any number more than like seven, eight against anybody with the way they defend. Like no, no way they're blowing teams out a lot of the time. It's just not possible. So maybe we have a little bit, we develop some more of that stuff. Um, I, I just want to, Yes, that sounds awesome. Like, I think it's a great. I I love the way we handicap. Kind of like I love I love those situational angles. Like, coach. Yeah. In I a think spot we need that like this, NBA. I think it's really good. I think we need that. Right. Yeah. Um. Yes. Like I I would like to do that like next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just well part of it's like we have to we have to put in the work to like create these things. Like we have to think about what each team is. There are thirty of them. Yeah. Um. Back to the NFL in a second here. We have some news in the NFL, which like doesn't matter for right now, but just like it's pretty interesting. Um, okay. I believe, and like just like do me a favor, like Alex and Tyler. Uh, I believe this is a Tom Curry. You know what? I don't even want to say this right now until like we get confirmation that this is not BS. Why don't we do, like, let's I think do it's Sunday like, and Monday night real quick. Great. And then in the next break, we'll great. talk about it. Yeah. 
Great, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna type in the chat what the, what this is, what it's about. So, guys, see if yeah. you can find something there on this, and we'll uh, we'll do it maybe to start next segment here. Um, Jake, bring the music up for right now, though, and let's Ken, let's finish our handicap of Week 15 in the NFL with the Island games on Sunday and Monday night. Sunday night football in Jacksonville. The Ravens three and a half point favorites at the Jaguars. Total here is 43 and a half. Uh, Trevor Lawrence obviously still dealing with the high ankle sprain, but to be fair, like looked looked pretty good last week. Uh, at least in terms of mobility and stuff. They lost, obviously, to the Browns. Um, I have a thought on this game, but curious what you've got. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Ravens and Jaguars. Uh, my first thought is, like, if the Ravens' offense is going to kind of morph into something a little better and Beckham's going to start playing and being good, it's just, it's it's funny, right? Like, we always talk about arcs. Like, are we, are we at the end of something or are we still in the middle of it? Are we at the end of the Jags' defense being, like, the worst thing ever? Or are we in no. the middle of it? Because if we're in the middle of it, then like this, we'll do this on Thursday too, trying to look ahead to the next matchups. Look, I, I hope Dak wins MVP. He might be playing in like a blizzard and doing no, and doing nothing statistically. Brock Purdy's laying on the beach in Arizona throwing seven touchdowns, and Lamar Jackson's in Florida throwing touchdowns against the Jags' pass defense. Like it's a terrible setup for Dak this week. Like he'll lose value almost certainly. Like he could win and lose value because the other two guys play so much better feels like like the Ravens offense could just have a lot of success. That's like my first thought. Maybe that's just playing a team total over and maybe it lands three and maybe it doesn't. But just their success against the Jags defense seems almost like foretold. <laughs> like it's just like they're going to be able to score in the game. That seems pretty likely at this point. Uh, so like I, I'm going to take your what you said and take it a step further here. I feel like the total needs to be higher in this game. Like I think Baltimore is going to be able to score. Yeah. I, like Baltimore's definitely, I guess, like you know, they could turn. Obviously, like maybe, maybe we do the caveats too much. Like I, I think it's important to say that though. This is a betting show, not trying to make it like anything's hundred percent. Baltimore's likely to score a lot of points in this game, and then it's, it's still, it's still Trevor Lawrence. Like they, they scored a ton on the Browns last week on the road, I, and I know Kirk's out. Like it's still Lawrence, and the Ravens' defense is good, and I, I get it. Also, like, Jacksonville's playing at home in this game. It's a primetime game. Like, say what you want about the fan base in Jacksonville. Like, they're going to be up for this game for sure. And I don't get a ton of these games. And I know they just had one a couple weeks ago. It didn't go well, obviously, against the Bengals. But, like, crowd was hot for that game. And, by the way, they scored a ton of points in that game. Not saying the defenses are the same with Cincinnati and Baltimore. I feel like this total has to be at least 44. I feel like it's too low. Ken, I like the over in the game, 43 and a half. Sure. Mostly 43 and a half on the board, too. I don't I don't really take umbrage with the side at all, like where it makes me want to make a bet on something like I think the Ravens are getting a good amount of credit in this game. Three and a half on the road against a likely playoff team. Yeah, with a hurt quarterback, but still like I think we know what the Jags are. I would have been shocked if it was three or less. It's not doesn't really make me want to bet anything. Uh, it, it, I wasn't surprised by that part of the market at all. Uh, agreed. I think if it got up a little higher, I'd have interest in Jacksonville. Like four, I think I'd have interest in the Jaguars. Three, I would lay the Ravens. So I think three and a half is probably, just, just for me, just about right. Um, and we could start Monday Night Football with the Eagles and the Seahawks here. So Philly, a four-point road favorite, total 47 and a half. The, the big question that has to be answered here, like, is Geno Smith going to come for Seattle? You would think that he's going to play because, like, he went out and, like, tested in pregame last week. Now, like, extra rest to heal this, like, obviously with the Monday night game. So, let's if, if Geno's going to play in this game, Ken, I, I don't see how the Eagles aren't scoring on a terrible right. Seahawks defense. Agreed. And on the, and on the flip side... How are the Seahawks not scoring on this Eagles defense? I, I like Gino, the over in this game also. Right. Like you need Gino, yeah. obviously. Like Drew Locke, I have no interest. Yeah. 
I think it's it's interesting, right? Like the Eagles probably can't make a ton of defensive changes like in the middle of this stretch, but they could definitely score. Are they going to run the ball a lot more? That'll be interesting this week too. I kind of want to ask Baldy about what he thinks they're going to do. We'll talk more about this game coming up on the other side. And then it is hockey bets and NBA bets to close the show on a Tuesday on You Better You Bet. With Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, some thank yous. And then we'll finish our handicap at week 15. Then it's hockey bets and basketball bets to wrap up the show. We had four great guests on the show today, and we enjoyed it thoroughly with all of them. Jamie Eisenberg was fantastic. Our new BetQL Network teammate, former NFL linebacker, Super Bowl champion Brandon Marshall was great. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Tony Baselli, Westwood One NFL analyst, breaking down NFL MVP, giving us thoughts on a couple of the big games this week. Absolutely loved it from Tony Baselli. And then Matt Moore from the Action Network joining us earlier this hour. Just really exceptional guest today on the show. Our executive producer, Alex Fasano, technical director, Tyler Morales, and everybody at Tyler Morales Zero on Twitter. Tyler celebrating his 32nd birthday over the weekend. It's a milestone age in a young man's life. Everyone wish Tyler Morales a very happy 32nd birthday. Our engineer, Jake the Snake Hassan, and our video producer, God's Perfect Creation, downtown. Mike Brown, coming up after us, a four-hour live betting extravaganza known to you and yours as BetMGM tonight. Don't miss it here on the BetQL Network. All right, last thing on Week 15 in the NFL. Until tomorrow, uh, Eagles and the Seahawks, Ken. Uh, we did a little bit going to break, right? Eagles, a four-point road favor, total 47.5. I was saying that if Geno's going to play in this game, I, I, I like the over. Like, do you, do you agree with that? Do you have like a thought on the side of the game? Like, Kind of like where do you stand right now betting-wise for Monday Night Football next week? Yeah, I mentioned uh, just... Yeah, that also I thought it could be a high-scoring game that the Eagles could have success. Just like the Seahawks defense, and this has been true literally the entire season, uh, points allowed to top-tier offenses. Lions, 31. Ravens, 37. Niners, 31. Cowboys, 41. Niners last week, 28. Niners were still able to generate uh some explosive plays and the oh by the way the Niners might have scored 28 points they also averaged you know 10 yards a play 10 so like there's there has yet to be a game this year where the Seahawks defense against an A-level offense has done literally anything and the Eagles are a very flawed team statistically but most of those flaws are on the defensive side you look at their DVOA you look at some of their uh, metrics and a bunch of categories the defense is what stands out. The offense still looks like a top five, top eight unit. And if that's what's going to go into this game, they're going to score in the game. I mean, I just, so, you know, their team total is probably going to be something like, I don't know, so it's what, 23 points, uh, like 26 and a half, something like that. Like, I think they're going to score more than that a lot in the game. Um, or at least have a ton of success from a yardage standpoint. Maybe the Seahawks score too, but I think we just need the injury report in the later in the week to know what the Seahawks offense is going to look like on the, the cross matchup there. I'll, I'll just on the side. If Geno's going to play and the number is going to be this, is it Seattle or nothing? I could see Philly having more success than in, in these huge games. Like, it's it's the end of the uh, the end of the road, except they got, like, three more games. But they're against easier opponents. Um, I just don't – Seattle's, like, you know, it's, the, it's the, the picture with, like, the dragons and they all look fierce and then the one of them looks dopey, like, on the right side. Like, that's – it's, like, you know, like – this chief, the Eagles schedule, you know, schedule stretch. Here's like the Chiefs, the Niners, the Bills, and then here's the dopey one, and it's at Seattle. Like that just this isn't the same thing. And uh, I don't know. I I actually could see them blowing Seattle out. I don't think I would lay four, but I I don't. I this 
I'm good with this. I'm good with Eagles by margin. I would expect that in the game too. I think that I think the scoring part of this and the yardage part of it too, like at 47 and a half, like what are the, some of the props going to be like, let's make sure that's also not going to be like a rainy situation there in Seattle, but man, like everybody has nuked Seattle. Uh, the, the Eagles can have half a gas tank, a quarter of a gas tank. I think they'll still do it. Um, at the risk of taking too much time here, you can give a really quick answer and then we'll get to the bets to close the show. Um, do you think it now is a good time to start going back? Like if you're me or if you're people that do this, because I've gotten away from it a little bit from like, like what should the point spread of the game actually be? And like, and trying to bet games like that at this point in the year, when we have all this information on teams. Um, yeah, I mean, I think late in the year, I can, the, just my opinion, uh, late in the year, if you're, if you think a game should be way different than it actually is. It's probably your fault um, unless there's like a, a really big piece of information that's causing the market to be really disrupted. Uh, Jags Browns with Lawrence, Geno for lock in the Seahawks Niners game, um, Herbert to Easton stick, <laughs> whatever. Uh, you know, those kind of things can can cause like disagreement where the market's moving in a way and you disagree with it. But like a game where we have so much information, I mean, I... I hesitate to say this, but I, I think it's probably true most of the time. Like, I think you're playing spot a lot and injuries and fatigue in some of these games a lot more now and um, and trying to do kind of more of the like narrative is a bad word, but I think people know what we mean. Just like uh, which teams are in the middle of really, really good recent form that seem like we want to play on uh, going forward here for the next couple of weeks. So quick, quick example, really quick, and then we'll get to the bet. So like the Giants are six right now on the road to New Orleans this weekend, right? So I brought up last week, like New Orleans was six against Carolina. Let's say that part of that is a little bit of pessimism in Derek Carr's health. Let's say maybe that's worth like a half point, right, to the spread. So six and a half. Then like Taysom Hill and Rashid Shaheed are both out. They matter to the Saints offense. Maybe that gives it gets you up to seven in the game. This is me spitballing off the top of my head. So the Giants are better than Carolina. Are they better, though, to get, to get the game like down through six and off like – I'm not so sure. Maybe six is just right. Maybe that's the right point spread in the game. I think I need some have to do some thinking about all instead of this coming of, up tonight. Instead of that, like I don't the I don't think uh I think here's some good news. Like I don't think you need to figure that out to think you're making a good bet in the game. I would just think of this game as this game. Like the are are the Saints a team that in games like this with lines like this, that tends to be a team you want to play on or against? Are the Giants a team? with point spreads in this range against opponents like this that you want to play on or against? What do you tend to do in these situations when you bet the NFL? I think you tend to play against the Saints in these situations, and you tend to play on the Giants in these situations, and now they're playing each other. Like, wh whether it was that against Carolina or not, it's like every, like, I would, I don't think you need it. I don't think you even need to think about solving it to necessarily answer your question. All right, let's, uh, good stuff. Let's get to the best of the, uh, bets of steel, rather. Hockey bets first, then we'll close with NBA. It's time for Nick and Ken's Hockey Bets. Drop the puck. It's Bets of Steel. All right, Ken, in the interest of time, your, uh, your, your NHL bets for tonight, please. Yeah, there's a, a few things that I like. Had some some success uh, with some overs against really good goal, well goalies who have big names. Like got over on a Sorokin game, over on an Ottinger game, and those went pretty well. And uh, we're going to do the same thing with the Rangers tonight with Shesterkin. Quick has been the way better goalie so far this year. And with Shesterkin starting, the total is going to be six. Like Mar Martin Jones, somehow the starting goalie for the Maple Leafs in this game, which is like great. It's because Samson has been hurt, but um, over. 
uh, again, just like it's just like all these goalies, you see them on the sheet of paper. They're not what you think they are so far this year. All of them have been brutal, not average, terrible, not even average, like really bad. Um, so anyway, that's 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 one bet that I like. Uh, another goalie that I'm I'm pretty interested in fading, and I want to make sure he's actually good. Connor Ingram starting again tonight. Uh, Penguins on the puck line. Ingram got off to a great start this year. His last two starts have been two of the worst starts you could possibly imagine. Now he's on the road at Pittsburgh. Sounds like a bad idea. Uh, and then kind of a contrarian bet. Oh no, he's not starting. I thought Aiden Hill was coming back tonight, but he's not. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna bet the Flames with Aiden Hill like had been on the shelf for a long time. Man, if Aiden Hill's gonna keep being out, that's like pretty nuts. Um, I'll, I'll check for an update on him. So okay, just just those two bets. Then I was gonna bet the uh, the Flames, but Logan Thompson starting. I don't really care. I thought you. Were, I thought for sure we were going to get an over on the uh, the the Canucks Lightning game with Demko and Vasilevsky both struggling just, right now. I I don't know. I it's like I you know what it is. It's like I like want Demko to be good, but he has been really bad. They allowed, been allowed bad. a ton of goals to the Devils. Yeah, he hasn't been very good. Uh, my hockey bets for tonight. Maybe maybe it's the over in the Rangers game. Could certainly happen. I'm going to play the Rangers, but I'm going to play them to win in 60 minutes. And Toronto, like, a, a gut punch loss last night to the Islanders after they tied the game at the end, like, with seven seconds left, and the Islanders win it, like, right away in overtime. Made Alex Fasano very happy. So Rangers to win in 60 minutes, eliminate overtime. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Morley Safer. Rangers about minus 110 to win in the 60 minutes. I'm surprised you don't like the Flyers tonight. Uh, Flyers on the money line on the road to Nashville with Carter Hart starting no. love. Uh, is it is it Carter Hart? Is I have he Erson out? Starting. Yeah, I have Erson no! starting. That's why I had that as yeah, Erson of interest starting tonight. That's why I didn't have the Flyers. All right, well, yeah. well, I'm well, I'm out on that now. I thought I yes, thought I saw yes, earlier the Carter Hart. Was you starting. are very so out I'm, on I'm it. way yeah, out yeah. on that. So Rangers to win in the sixty. Um, assuming that Billy Huso starts tonight for the Red Wings, which I think that which I think he will. Um, St. Louis can't score. I'll play the under, under six with the Blues and the Red Wings, and I'll play the over, even uh, Ken won't, but I will, with the Canucks and the Tampa Bay Lightning, over six in that game. Hockey bets for tonight. Well, we won't play the best of the best imaging. We'll drop the dope S beat. I'll do the reads. We'll give our NBA bets. Jake, drop it, please. Our show sponsor is BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. And once a week, you can play the free 8-bit Barry game for a chance to win daily prizes. Play as Hall of Famer Barry Sanders. Choose to spin, stiff arm, or juke your way to the end zone. If Barry scores, you score a reward. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. By the way, BetQL's five-star play tonight, the over, Ken, in the Rangers-Maple uh, Leafs game. Yeah. All right, NBA bets so. for tonight, Ken. Just lay them out for us, side, total, and prop, whatever you like for tonight in the association. Yeah, uh, side. I'm. I mentioned it with Matt. I've been betting a ton of Clippers division. It started dropping. The Warriors have moved into last place in that division. Um, so I've been playing on the Clippers as well in in certain situations, not the big points per games, but tonight's like three and a half home against a division team. I think. I think as a regular season team, I think this team might be awesome. Uh, Clippers is my side. I'm gonna play the over in the Cavs Celtics game. Cavs second night of a back to back. No Mobley. Celtics a ton of time off. They tend to blitz teams like this. Market expects that. I think that means an over. In in the game and then we were talking about what props we wanted to play like Devin Booker against the Warriors has been like a really consistent strong performance no Durant tonight the numbers are going to be astronomical probably like a PRA over a points over on Booker yeah to Devin Booker over 30 and a half points what do you think of the Kobe White over tonight 19 and a half points he's been like he's a, just like been all NBA quality the best. he's been incredible he's been the best yeah Levine's gonna keep being out I mean I'm sure the market's adjusting up on him I don't know how much it's adjusted up but like wouldn't wouldn't bet the under to quote a famous person that what that usually hosts the show. Yeah. Uh Bradley Beal's points prop tonight is nineteen and a half. I might play the under. I, I well, I think I want to also. So I'll play those three props for tonight, and that'll be my NBA menu for tonight as I try to like yeah. 
shake off like what's stink it's of like what, getting what's your favorite what's your favorite side the bradley beal under what's your bradley what's your Beale, favorite total I mean, kobe white's points total over <laughs> and, and by the way just in case it gets posted um maxime yeah. prosper of dallas of the mavericks I don't think it'll get posted, but if anything gets posted for him, I like his overs tonight because he's been, he's been really good and is going to play, obviously, with some of the players out for the Dallas Mavericks. All right, and that does it for the, what day is today? The Tuesday edition of You Better You Bet Ken. Have a good night. Yeah, I'll talk to you tomorrow on a Wednesday. It's like, what day is it? Ah, don't worry. They're all the same. Yeah, good luck, everybody, whatever you're betting tonight. I've got a ton of hockey, apparently, over here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I am hope hope to be asleep by 8.30. Uh, we'll talk to everybody tomorrow on a Wednesday. Until then, I'm Nick Costos wishing you minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck.